Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. My guest, Dr. John Pachalski, is an OBGYN who founded Tepiac OBGYN in Fairfax, Virginia, back in 1994 to help serve all women, regardless of their beliefs, background, or financial situation. And in 2000, he founded Divine Mercy Care, which helps to cover the cost of prenatal care for mothers in need. You can learn more uh, by going to tepiacobgyn.com and divinemercycare.org, which will have Posted for you on our site as well. And you can also follow uh, Dr. Bruchowski uh, on Twitter at John Bruchowski, B R U C H A L S K I. We'll have that linked as well. John, thanks for joining me today. Oh, wow. What a, what a delight on my end, buddy. <laughs> you've, got, <laughs> you've got a story. You've got a story to tell. You were raised in a, a fairly devout. Polish Catholic home, right? Absolutely. We prayed every morning that a chaplet or a decade for the conversion of Russia and the end to abortion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what happened along the way? Uh, did you I, abandon the faith? Well, I, I, I think my parents uh, just entrusted me to uh, the Salesians and the Jesuits that ran high schools and colleges yeah. in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. So I'm 61. And, uh, you know, situational ethics yep. was abounding, and uh, I began to talk to my female friends, and I began to listen. Yep. And, um, you know, uh, be, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't really well-formed, but I was well-loved. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom and dad dedicated me to Our Lady when I was a youngster, you know, a kid, you know, a babe. Yeah. And I'm convinced that their intercessory prayer and their love of Our Lady's protection uh, over her, their children was one of the many parts in my life that got me back. It's really nothing I've ever done. I've only done the sins in my life. Uh, it's really <laughs> God's grace and programs like yours and just the people out there who have been pro-life and who've been praying for... That tr- uh, that transformation of heart. Yeah. So, well, so when did you first perform an abortion? So um, I uh, helped with one when I was a medical student during I want to say approximately 1980. I was in medical school from 83 to 87. Uh, I was an OBGYN student on the elective, probably 1985. Mm-hmm. And it was very early, and the, my dear friend, a doctor who was very instrumental in getting me into OBGYN, um, he guided my hands on that first one. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be an ideologue or a fake. If I was going to be the best OBGYN, and abortion was good medicine. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't really talk about all the time, for any reason, at all costs, and that you're just a vending machine. Right. Uh, the patient's autonomy counts, so you have to do whatever they ask you to do. And since they're in so much pain and suffering, children are ST. Children were sexually transmitted diseases, as far as I was concerned. Mm. And uh, you took them out to help the mother, the woman in front of you. Yeah. I really deeply believe that, and I wanted to be the best OBGYN that I could be. So that's why I went to Eastern Virginia. Um, they were a contraceptive research and development center yeah. during the 87 to 91. So that was about six years after Elizabeth Carr was born with us, 
the IVF, we were beginning to freeze children, and yeah, yeah. Um, it was there um, that uh, my world came tumbling down. So, so you're really you're in the the, the milieu of the great uh, adva- quote advances in oh. contraceptive research. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it, rather than that, yeah, milieu is one word. Flop is, is another <laughs> word, okay. um, and being a prodigal um, with a daddy and a mommy who really, really love us, like, like, really, like, not, not a joke, like, you know, just like uh, the host, the bread becomes the body and blood, soul, and yes. divinity, it's real, and God's mercy in the confession is real. And I know it, you know, firsthand. Yeah. But yeah, buddy, I went there and I did everything the first two years I was there. I, you know, uh, start off with the little ones, the ones that don't really fight back. Right. And then you get to the ones that are, you know, the 11 and 12 and 13 weeks where the bones are there and you've got to... Yeah. And so you begin to experience um, close combat with innocence. And you actually can feel it um, very slightly, just like that. But it, it's that it's that light heart that the Lord, that light voice that the Lord gives you, that conscience. Which, if it's not developed well, you just kind of keep pushing it away, pushing it right, away. And one right. and one day, I just found myself very hard-hearted because I was, um, you know, I, I was performing all the current uh, contraceptions, sterilizations, IUDs right after the birth of a baby. Uh, you know it. it it just didn't stop. Yeah. And our job was to prevent fertility because we believed in overpopulation. Right. And uh, we were meeting people's needs. And, you know, most. But what happened, though, because I think the good Lord knew um, between the summer of medical school and uh, uh, residency, a friend of mine took me to, Medjug- uh, took me to Mexico City, Tepeyac Hill. Oh, yeah. Our Lady yeah. of Guadalupe. And sure. then. Um, I heard a voice internally, and maybe externally, why are you hurting me? And I blew it off. Wow. Like, I just said, the hell with this. It's too hot, too busy. Yeah. This can't be me. You know, whatever that is, you know, right. it was my... And then um, several things happened during my residency. In the midst of all that, the data was coming back, Al, about the problems with abortion. Remember, abortion's always good. Don't worry about it. There's right. no problems. There's You're just... It's just psychological. If you're too faithful, that's what the problem is. You're just too religious. Right, right. Well, no, breast cancer, preterm labor, and uh, mental health illness are significant. And that data was coming in as I was working. Number two was a wonderful Catholic woman, NICU doctor by the name of Dr. Debbie Plum, challenged me one day after I, you know, in my schizophrenia, I was, believe it or not, I was working at a pregnancy center at night, uh, saving babies, and I was doing my work during the daytime at the university, uh, killing babies. Wow. And that was psychotic. But on top of it, in one room, if the mom wanted the baby, you saved it. If the mom didn't want the baby, you didn't do it. Wow. She walked in and said, after I aborted this baby, she says, stop giving me tumors, John, and I want to see you for coffee tomorrow, because I didn't take a good history. I rushed, and I delivered a baby that should... The baby was over 500 grams, or about a pound and a quarter, and I had to call her to rescue the baby and take it to the NICU. Can you imagine? Wow. wow. And it was so traumatic 
because I, you know, once again, abortion, elective, elective abortion is the direct killing of a child. Yep. And we've, for 50 years now, everybody in the country has been under that spell, yep. under that. And so many good moms have been pushed into doing it. Right. Most of the women that I see now have no choice. My parents are going to kick me out. There is no money. I can't go to school. Right. It's not something that you choose. In fact, that's the big lie that has been told. It's not a life. You're not killing. And oh, by the way, you have choice. No, you don't have choice. But the trauma is there, buddy. For us providers, practitioners who did it, I'm sure there's trauma there for all the priests and pastors of all the creeds who encouraged it or thought it was the best choice, those situational relativists, without a doubt. But most of all, the patients. Boy, the, the walking wounded. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I was there, and uh, my mom and that doctor sent me to another Marian apparition site in Yugoslavia. And yeah. while I was there, my whole life came tumbling down, uh, came off the hill, went to confession. And uh, wow. the mercy of God is um, real. That's... So I want to tell your folks out there, yeah. divine mercy, that was the whole reason why we named... Um, the kind of the the idea of a renewal in medicine, divine mercy care, yeah. Yeah. because that's where the real healing occurs. That's, that's and it's only beautiful. in the you know she said very three things. She says, Johnny, be the best doctor you can be, be excellent. Number two, see all people, but you got to see the underserved every day. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep you honest. And third, follow the teachings of my son's church. Yeah. Because I was already moving into an evangelical church, mm-hmm. and uh, they just didn't have enough teaching for me on any of this. It was yeah. just kind of pastor-directed. Yep. And even though I loved the way they taught me to pray and really believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, yes. sacramentals weren't there, meaning the, the sacrament of the patient. The, right. you know, the patient is more than just the machine, yep. Yep. and it's all about the paradox of our faith. You know, G.K., uh, you know, Dale is a dear... <laughs> Not friend. But, yeah, he's coming uh, up in just a few I minutes. I know, I heard. <laughs> the most unfathomable schools and sages. Yeah. The most unfathomable schools and sages, the ones I attended, have never attained to the gravity which dwells in the eyes of a baby, yeah. G.K. Chesterton. Yeah. And wow. it's just something, you know, this program that you're putting on, this approach, oh man, buddy, you can't, it couldn't be any more needed right now. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, it's we're in we're in tough times, and that's oh. again your testimony is so important uh, because you've you've been there. Uh, uh-huh. You know, you you've been on the front lines of this, right. and uh, that conversation that you had. She asked out the coffee, uh, and was that the same at the same time that she invite you uh, no, to go to Medjugorje? Yeah, she did. Okay. She really did. She she kind of said she sat me down and she says, John. You're so much better than this. We all see you. The clinic women love you. You're so compassionate. You go the extra mile. You make house calls. You have a spirit about you. And then you do this. You didn't monitor this woman. You pitted the baby out. It's a baby. Wow. It's not. And she challenged me. So not only was it the medical data, because I want you to, I want your audience to know that we stand on science. Yep. and embryology, and anthropology. Amen. This is absolutely the teaching of our Church, and yet it's upside down. The world thinks we're medieval, 
no. The science bears it out at fertilization, at pain. In 50 years, science has improved greatly. So has philosophy. So has um, apologetics. So has the people who are loving us into uh, a life, so to speak. Well, John, we've got the music coming up here. Uh, Let's talk again, because I'd I'd love to hear more of Uh, the work that you're doing. And I really think, yeah, we we ought to make sure people know and hear the kind of work uh, that disciples of Christ are doing like yourself. And, right, right. Uh, I'll Anybody give you a call. If there who's a medical person, have them contact us. We would love to help while walk with them. Very good. Thanks, sir.